Welcome to the Yes You Can podcast, a soft place to land for fit pros and aspiring entrepreneurs looking for a motivational cheerleader who's been through it all and believes your best life is about being brave and tapping into your magic. Hi, I'm Hannah Pratt, an online coach and marketing guru and vulnerability queen. I'm here ready to share my experiences through grief, life, and finding my place on the podium to help you level up. So grab a latte and a notebook and get ready to be inspired through the Yes You Can podcast. What is up, friends? I know that if you listen to this podcast, it might feel like I just abandoned you every you know month or so and go on a hiatus, but I've been really busy, I swear. And I'm going to share all that I've been doing over the last month, I guess, here today, which is very exciting. And at first, I, I guess I'll start with the fact that I quit my full-time job as the Director of Communications and Development with Dash. Dash was an, is an amazing organization and it was such an amazing job. But over the last, I don't know, 18 months and especially over the last year, I've fallen in love more deeply with Spin. And if, if that was possible, it happened. And also online marketing and really kind of getting into the digital communication space in terms of course creation and coaching and consulting and wanting to spread my wings and have more autonomy, even though I had quite a bit of freedom at Dash, I wanted to experience more of it. And I think any budding entrepreneur or somebody who's super creative and wants to kind of have their hands in a lot of things can feel that same pull where you're like, I just, I'm great at this and I'm doing well, but there's something missing. And I don't feel like my full self here at work. And life is short, friends. Like we know this, we've experienced this over the last two years. And being in a place, no matter how wonderful it is, that doesn't, and I'm so excited to officially announce that I'm the director of marketing for Wheelhouse Cycle Club. So that has been, that was a big part of my January was, you know, in early January, breaking the news to my boss, then who's fantastic, by the way, for the record, and my team, which was really hard. I enjoy mentorship a lot. And that is never an easy thing to leave your team behind as you feel like you've been developing them getting them to getting them to be running like a well-oiled machine and then you're kind of heading out and then even communicating this internally to our own team at wheelhouse and and getting then getting to work just really getting to work and there's so much that goes into marketing i think a lot of people think of it as social media it's not it's a part it's a small part of marketing there's strategy there's events there's email communication internal external there's advertising, there's public relations, I mean, on and on and on. And of course, sales, which is something I love to do. And it's going to be a big part of this episode today in a different realm. But I did want to share that personal news right up top as to what I've been doing. Now for the Instructor Magic piece, this is your time if you have been wanting to join. I am sunsetting Instructor Magic officially, officially. This was the last round I ran live and we are in our fifth week out of six weeks. Very like it's it's hard. It's it's bittersweet to be saying goodbye to all these amazing instructors. But I'm also really excited about my new opportunity here with Wheelhouse. So anyways, I'll say that probably three more times. But I'm sunsetting Instructor Magic at the end of April. So April 30th is your last day to join to get in and have access to the materials just like any other any other cohort that you'd be joining, you would be doing this as a self-paced course. The difference is that it's going to be at a, a slightly re reduced price because 
I'm not going to be there coaching you live. You'll still have access to all of the Q and A's. You'll have access to all the resources, all of the recordings. There's more than 45 videos, all of my playlists, everything that you could ever need. And you'll have access to a free Facebook community where we hang out and I'll still be sharing my, you know, things just as I would on Instagram. So this is your final, final opportunity to enjoy, to join Instructor Magic by April 30th. And I'm probably going to be actually going to be closing doors a little bit earlier than that to honor my commitment to wheelhouse and really make sure that I'm completely focused on my job, which I am loving. If you haven't followed us on, on Instagram, make sure you go there now because it's me behind the social media account. So that is one big piece of news. The second thing is that I launched and opened doors to the Total Launch Formula Accelerator, which is a mouthful, but it is my live coaching program for multi-passionate and highly passionate entrepreneurs who want to launch their first or scale an online offer. So either launch their first online offer or scale an existing one through organic marketing and public relations. Now, this is something I've alluded to in previous episodes, but I had no idea what response I would get. I my my personal brand is very much aligned with spin aside from this podcast, which as I said at the beginning, I'm not, haven't been the greatest at being consistent with episodes because life happens. But not many people know me for my career in communications and marketing and definitely not in digital communications, which is something that I've really sunk my teeth into quite heavily. But after launching Instructor Magic and seeing the power of getting paid to teach others what you know, what you do really, really well, and seeing Stripe notifications literally come in while you sleep, like waking up to people enrolling in your course, there's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like it, especially if you have listened to any of my previous episodes talking about money, money mindset, money wounds, all of that sort of stuff. Being able to supplement your life and add a revenue stream, no matter what you do with an online offer, is amazing. And I have never felt this way where I've been like, maybe aside from spin, actually, aside from spin, where I am 100% sure that anybody who is qualified to do this and by qualified, I mean, you know, has something that they can teach others and do it well, or they do something where they've gotten results for themselves or for somebody else can it, it, anybody who chooses who's qualified to do this who chooses to create an online offer has the ability to receive more abundance than they ever ever thought possible and i don't just mean money money is amazing it's powerful it, it gives us more access and opportunities and like peace of mind which for a lot of people who have dealt with being financially strapped or not having the support of their family or really anything. It's like I can be more self-sufficient without taking on another full-time job. For me, it's been unbelievable. I literally made my salary last year, the equivalent of my salary in less than one year, actually less than one year that I had made previously as a director at a major university. Like, that's wild. That's absolutely wild. And it was doing something I love to do, impacting more lives, impacting 130, 940 lives through a course that helped them become better. So there's this ripple effect that happens when you're able to teach 
or educate or support more than one person at once and you get paid to do it. I mean, I just personally think it's amazing. So the accelerator launched, I did it a really in a really lean launch way. And I launched strategy and like how to get these things out there is something that I I do now. So it was kind of interesting to dial it back from the full webinar masterclass launch that I do for Instructor Magic, the full email sequence, and literally just post on my story saying, hey, I'm going to launch this thing. Anybody who wants to be in the first cohort, I love to hear about how I can help you. Let's jump on a sales call, a discovery call, whatever you want to call it. And I did that. I did, I think it spoke to like two or three people. And then I actually created an application form where they had to, you know, kind of be pre-qualified before they could book a call with me, which is, you know, I'm getting into the weeds here a little bit, but but bottom line, I I made sure that I, it was people that I could actually help. There's people who won't have experience in being an entrepreneur or a service provider or anything, and they want to do this, and it's a it's going to be a longer road, and I just wasn't sure that I could help them, and I wanted to be really careful and and intentional, I'll I'll say, instead of careful, intentional about the group of people coming together because we are learning together for 14 weeks. That's the setup of the accelerator program. And it teaches everything from offer creation. So how to create an online course, how to create a curriculum that gets people's results, how to launch the thing, how to get warm leads or people who might be interested, like everything that you would need to know to be able to do what I've done, which is, you know, be able to replace your salary essentially and get more financial freedom and more freedom in your life, which obviously has numerous benefits that I won't even start to list here because that's not what this episode is about. But that is context of what I've been doing. So we we are in week five, which is wild. We have nine weeks left together. I might even extend it. I have more people who are interested in, in joining. And this is a little shout out to anybody who's in Manitoba. There is There are grant opportunities that will allow you to take a course like this because it's definitely not a small investment. The, the investment is reflective of all that I'm teaching and all the support that I'm giving, which includes Voxer, which is a voice app that you can send me voice notes on. There's a Facebook community. There's twice a week zoom calls. So there's lots and lots and lots of coaching. And there's my time is valuable. I've raised my rates to work with me on one on one. And this is the most affordable way to work with me. And it's in a group setting, but you are getting a lot of a lot of one on one attention just within a group format, if that makes sense. So there are grants in Manitoba. There was the retrain grant, which has expired now, but many people in Winnipeg were able to access that grant to join the accelerator. There's now one that's Digital Manitoba Initiative that will literally give you up to $5,000, which is more than my, my coaching program. That's much more than my coaching program to be able to join TLF in the next round. And it is not something that you have to have paid for already. So for anybody who's interested in joining TLF, chat with me now. There's a waitlist link that is in the show notes. Anybody who has the person who I've described who maybe be who maybe is a business owner already and wants to learn how to do this, up their email marketing, their sales pages, their websites, all of that sort of stuff is a part of TLF that we review. So you don't need to be a tech savvy person. And there's lots of information on my sales page that I will let you know. But we are going to be getting going in the spring again. And I'm really excited because this group of people is fantastic. And it's a really intimate group of wonderful humans who I cannot wait to see get all the results I know they will. So that's my little 
update on what I've been doing, including, you know, an ask for anybody who's interested in joining TLF to get a hold of me. Now I'm going to get into some of the, the things that I see, whether you are selling an online offer, whether you are a service provider who is on sales calls, whether you are selling cell phones or gym memberships or really whatever it is that can get in your way of closing the deal. Now, I wanted to start by saying in this part of the podcast that sales gets such a bad rap. People think sales of salesmen or women or whomever as being the used car people who try and just offload the piece of shit, (laughs) whatever, onto you and high pressured, like super urgent, gotta buy now tactics that will persuade you to do something. Now, if you want to learn about persuasion, there's a fantastic book that I'm going to link in the show notes here that my one of the people I look up to in copywriting, Tarzan K, talks about because there's things that are that salespeople or anybody will you copywriters, especially so people who write the words on pages that often will get you to purchase something use to communicate to get you to take action. So the call to action of buy, add to cart, whatever that is, is usually rooted in some of these principles like urgency, scarcity, pressure, fear of missing out, that sort of stuff. And there's five principles that I'm not going to list off here. Number one, can't remember them all, but that we use in copy and in our the way we interact with people to get them to make a decision. Now, when it goes wrong is when you stop thinking about sales as solving people's problems. Let me say that again. Sales is the act of solving someone's problem. Now, This means that you don't sell to every single person. (laughs) Now, if you're listening to this, you might be even a craftsperson or like you might be uh, like creating something that I don't know is like you might be selling like baked goods or clay earrings or really anything, right? Like anything you can think of. And you might think of your clients or your consumers as being anybody, And truth, that's not the case. (laughs) It's not the case. You're making it. If you think about who you were making your thing for, for, there's usually a specific person in mind. You can think of your best customer. I'm thinking of, I'm wearing right now a hoodie from Prairie Path Creations. Her name is Lisa. She owns this company. And she's very specific about who she's marketing to, which is women in the prairies. And there's a whole bunch of other things that she she would be considering in terms beyond just being a woman or a person who identifies as a woman in the prairies. But it's also going to be like, there's going to be descriptors or characteristics that go along. And so if you don't have this down on paper, usually it's an ideal client. It doesn't really matter, but you have to have somebody in your brain as to who you're helping. And that's your, that's the person whose problem you're solving. And you, you could also think, well, I'm not solving a problem. I'm making clay earrings. Like what problem does that solve? Well, somebody who wants to treat themselves and feel beautiful and have something that makes them feel special and unique. And they don't have anything in their closet or in their jewelry box that makes them feel like that. They also want to support local. So they have this need, right? It may not be a problem, but it's a need. And you are fulfilling that need. If you think every single person who walks through your doors or lands on your website should be buying from you, well, there's your problem right there. That's an actual problem of you maybe being on the verge of feeling like, like if you're not converting every single person, 
that you your stuff isn't worthwhile or your program isn't worthwhile or whatever the like bullshit that's going to enter your mind because you are starting to feel like every single person who lands example every single person who lands on my website should be making a sale if i had that belief I would feel really bad about seeing all the traffic that have come to my website, but of the people who haven't bought a program or enrolled in a program. The truth is, when you start to have an abundance mindset, a growth mindset, you start to be really specific about the type of people you want to work with because you understand that money is an energetic exchange. And is is when you think of your best customer, usually you're proud to have them as a customer at your company or as a as a client or as a student, those are the people I want to take their money from. Like those are the people I want to have this investment in me so I can invest back in them. This reciprocal like relationship where I am super excited about the quality of that person. And also I know that they are qualified to join my program. So again, I mentioned earlier, Total Launch Formula Accelerator, it re- requires an application form. Now, I don't actually love application forms for online courses. Number one, I think it can be like feel a little like that's that's a step it requires too big of an investment of time up front when it may not be worth it for them. But I've seen a lot of people go to my application page and not finish it. And I'm like, great, that's amazing. I want people in the program who feel excited about the commitment and who are going to take the time, the seven minutes it takes to fill out the form to get on a 25, usually 45 minute call with me, or even if I know that they're not right for the program, I will be giving them really great advice and try and direct them to where they should be going to get their problem solved. And so the first point is that not every single person is your customer, and that's a good thing. And you shouldn't be going into every conversation trying to make a sale. You should be going to every conversation, whether that's in your DMs, whether that is on a phone call, whether that's at a booth really assessing if your solution, which is your product or your service is right for them. And when you do that, you begin to come into those conversations with a a really solid place of integrity, which will shine through. An example of this is I used to sell gym memberships at Good Life Fitness, and I would cold call people, try and get them in this, in the gym and try and get them to go on a tour with me and go through this like very specific and relegated way of doing a tour so that you would have this conversation, build rapport, get to know them and their fitness goals, and then close the sale. And everything in terms of the conversions of selling personal training at point of sale, getting them to upgrade to a towel service, all that sort of stuff was like added on to not points, but you get commission on all these things, right? And they look at your numbers of how many tours you're going on versus how many sales you close. And that would be part of your feedback that you'd get all the time. It was really fucking stressful. It was so stressful. And the irony is that I was working at a gym. But one of the reasons I was so great at it was I was taking an extraordinary amount of time to get to know the person, listen to what they were telling me were their goals And then assessing whether Good Life was the right place for them. Now, I can really only sell, and I would encourage you to feel the same way, only sell something that I believe in, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, whether it's recommending somebody else's program or course or whatever, and especially gym or even wheelhouse. Like if there's people I will say, you're not right for wheelhouse because you, 
I just know you wouldn't enjoy this type of a workout. And, and I'm not going to push you to come to my classes, even though you're a good friend of mine or whoever, because I just know that it's not your thing, right? It's just not going to be the thing that you need. I also think it probably could be more of the thing that people realize they need. And it's a lot of people would enjoy it, but that's near, neither here nor there. I'm not, I am didn't go into the good life conversations, especially thinking that I needed to close every sale of the membership, despite all of the crazy pressure that I was under to do so. And so I just got to know people, listen to their fitness goals and would make recommendations in a very non-pressured way. I would also make recommendations about different areas in good life and be like, you know what? It doesn't sound like you'll love our group fitness classes, but I would I would recommend, of course, that you try the RPM classes, which are on a spin bike. It feels a lot different than the cardio boxing that I think you're thinking of. And they'd be like, oh, what's that about? I'm like, yeah, if you love road biking, you'd probably really like RPM. It's based on watts. It's the whole thing. You can burn a lot of calories. Now, I would never say that. But at the time, that was something people were interested in. And I'd go and show them the different areas of the gym that I thought they would enjoy based on what they told me. So the first point was don't try to sell to everybody. Sell to somebody that is your perfect client and come at the conversation as being a problem solver. And that comes with needing to listen. So it is not, I actually had this as point four, but I'm going to bring it up to point two. The second major mistake I see people making when trying to sell is concentrating on their process or their system or their roadmap or their template or their signature method as the main focus of the conversation. Like if I were to focus, like back to that good life example, opening up a tour by talking about all the features of the gym and looking at the rowing machine and then going up to the spin bike and talking about the bike's features, right? Being like, this is the state of the art spin bike, indoor cycling bike that you need to have in your life without actually listening to that person and hearing about what problem they needed solved, whether biking was something that they could even do, whether like a rowing machine was something they were interested in, whether group exercise was something that they wanted to do, or if they just, or if they had really odd hours and like could only get to the gym at 3am or something, but we were 24 hours. So not listening and focusing on your product features. And this can be so hard when you're really proud of whatever it is that you're selling. It can be really hard when you're like, I have the perfect formula for helping somebody launch an online online offer. The way I approached my sales conversations with potential prospects for TLF was by listening to them and asking them a lot of questions about where they were at, asking them questions about their goals, and then talking about how I could help them get there and what was involved in TLF. I didn't focus on the curriculum as the main part of the conversation. And I see this a lot on social media when people are are getting ready to launch. They're like, I will teach you this or I'm not even that. It's like, I will, I can't think of an example right now, but they'll, they'll really go deep into the features, especially on their stories have lots of text kind of flying across the screen because they're speaking super quickly instead of talking about the transformational result that that person's going to get as a result of being in the program. 
a lot of people don't care about what's actually involved in the curriculum. They're going to be nervous about whether they can do it or not, but they want to know and trust that whatever process you have or whatever approach or method, all those things is going to get them to the transformational result. Steph Taylor, who's a, a somebody whose course I've, I've taken and was fantastic to help me learn how to launch. She talks about this in terms of somebody wanting to find a, uh, a solution to how to roast their chicken better, like how to do, how to cook a roast chicken really well. And she's like, I, if that was my problem, I'm not going to go and enroll in a course that takes 45 days that has all the bells and whistles of how to roast the perfect chicken. I'm going to go and enroll in the course or better yet, just like download a recipe that gets me from A to Z of roasting this chicken super quickly with what I need to know. And I'm not going to be really focused on the curriculum. So when we start to dive super deep into the trans, like the, not even the transformation, but like the everything that's hap that we're going to teach them, or we start to lead with too much teaching up front, which is another thing I've seen a lot of people do, especially when it is in the wellness space. It's like, let's dial this back and get back to that person because it's not about you. It's about them. It's not about you. It's about them. It's about how you can get them to the space where their problems are solved and they're feeling that transformational result more quickly, more efficiently, and with you alongside of them. Number two is that people spend a lot of time on their social media content, but not on anything else. And guess what? Social media is one part, just like I said at the very beginning, one part of your brand and of your company. Where people are paying you is on usually through your website. If you have a piece of shit website, and I mean that in by way of like, you know, outdated information, it doesn't need to be the most technologically like insane website where there is all these graphics and you have a logo that you spend $6,500 on. I don't know where I got the number from. And, you know, your branding is perfect. It doesn't need to be that, but it does need to be professional. If you are asking somebody to spend money with you, whether it's an online e-commerce business or they're booking an appointment or they are enrolling in a course, if you have a website that looks like you are unorganized and it's like, somebody coming into your house and everything's a mess and your fonts are all strange. And when they look at on their phone, it's like very, everything's converging and maybe like text is laying on top of each other. They're not going to feel a sense of trust in you as the person to solve the problem. <laughs> Sorry, I yelled there. So you don't need to have the most beautiful website ever, but you do need to be intentional and like be on top of that part because, and I know Jenna Kutcher talks about this a lot. She's an online coach as well, entrepreneur, you know, multimillionaire who's been in the online course space for a long time. She, her niche was photographers. And I know that there's photographers in, in my audience as well. And she would be chatting with photographers who would be like, oh no, don't look at my website. You know, look at my Instagram. My website's kind of down right now. I haven't updated in a while. And she's like, this is where clients are going to be booking their call with you. Even if it's a landing page on your website that is clean and represents your colors or your vibe, especially for a visual industry like photography, they would there's mean there's going to be an expectation, a built-in expectation that you look put together. 
And so professional, put together, however you want to phrase it, or better yet, that you've spent some time about thinking about your colors and your brand and how you want people to feel when they come into your online space. That is an extension of what you have going on in social media. Social media is one part of your brand. It's not the entire thing. And so again, think about where people are paying you. They're not paying you through Instagram. They're going to be paying you through a checkout page on your website usually. So spend more time there. You can also begin to think about how you're going to repurpose the content that you already put onto social media. So if it's if you're doing a bunch of amazing captions, make sure that you are sharing those on your website, even as like short little blog blog experts or experts excerpts excerpts <laughs> blog posts. How was uh, let's just say that. And so again, your website doesn't need to be everything, but it does need to be professional. Think about where people are paying you and spend time there, not just on social media. Number four, your messaging is way too confusing and your offer is clunky. And I, I couldn't think of another word for clunky, but it is confusing as all hell and they don't actually know what they're signing up for. So I'm going to focus more on online businesses or online offers, service providers, when somebody doesn't know what you do, who you serve, and again, what the problem you solve is and what the transformational result will be, it is really hard for you to gain traction and momentum and have people follow you. You'll notice the people who do this really well, who are successful in business, who are successful as online course creators or social media influencers, they usually have what's called a niche. So that is a focus, an area of expertise, an area of focus. It can be lifestyle, it can be motherhood. It could be even likely in more, and actually in a more improved way, it could be better than that and be much more focused and specific. I help, as I said at the beginning of this episode, entrepreneurs launch their first online offer or scale their online offer to get to $30,000 in passive revenue per year. Now that is like a very specific promise and I'm probably going to get even more specific in the second launch of Total Launch Formula. The reason I say 30 is because I've done it. I know exactly what it takes to get there in terms of revenue, how to break it down, how many launches you need to do. And I'm qualifying people to get into my program to make sure that I'm only helping people who can actually do this. I would not put a financial qualifier on my program uh, promise. Otherwise, if it was wide open, because I wouldn't need to, I, there's no way that I could guarantee that or even assume to say that, that that could be possible for somebody without having them go through those qualifying uh, questions in my application. But back to messaging being too confusing. So Whenever you go to a store or like a service provider and you're like, I need to get, I don't know, sugared, or I want to learn about email marketing, or I want to learn how to, if you're like an esthetician, I want to learn how to do the specific style or approach in this service, whether it's like brow lamination, I, I, I'm like trying to like grasp against straws of what this could be. If you don't know that somebody can teach you that or you see them listing a whole bunch of services and it's not really clear what exactly it is that you'd be getting when you signed up for their course, like you're just not going to do it. This kind of goes also into the point two when I was 
speaking about the getting really deep into the teaching before you get into the transformation. So when we go back to the root of this entire podcast about sales being more about solving problems, you need to be so clear about the problem it is that you solve and the transformational result that you provide. And that needs to be the foundation for everything that you do because it's going to attract the right qualified clients, students, customers to you that you are excited to sell to because you know that you can solve their problem. I'm hoping that this is all making sense. There's going to be people listening to this podcast episode and they're like, what? Like, this is a whole other world. But this stuff is super, super important. And I see a lot of people who have amazing potential at creating online offers, especially kind of go off track in areas that don't seem that important, but are extremely important in helping people making buying or investing decisions in your course. Part of this is also assuming or considering the fact that there's, if this is, if you're listening to this and this is your first time going at launching something or offering an online offer or course, coaching program, whatever it is, you're going to need to build up some reputational trust. Anytime somebody decides to make an investment decision with you, enrolling in your course, enrolling in your coaching program, buying a product from you, the more money they're spending, the higher the investment, the more they need to trust you as an authority within your space. So if you have a shoddy looking website or a clunky checkout page, or your emails are being sent from a weird email address, or you are really unclear about your offer or what it is exactly it is, that you're going to be slowly eroding that whatever trust that person has with you. The reason that I was able to launch TLF so in such a lean way was because there was many people who signed up who are local who know me and know my LinkedIn history. You know, they know my resume. They've seen what I've done and they didn't require the same long-term social media presence that someone else might need to build up before they start selling. So one of these things and one of the points that I'm going to add here as point five is that you need to be visible. You need to be visible. It can feel like when you're approaching sales or when you are entering in a sales cycle or a new quarter, it's like you can you can become completely exhausted by feeling like you're constantly filling a leaky bucket, whether it's leads or customers starting over from scratch, especially if you're on a quarterly sort of tracking of a revenue, it can feel exhausting, but you need to be visible because people forget people forget. And also you want to constantly be building up your reputational trust. So one of the things I teach in TLF beyond email marketing and growth strategies with social media and sort of, and media is also is doing outreach, really strategic outreach to podcasts, to media outlets that are relevant to your industry and relevant to what you teach and what your expertise are so that you can position yourself as more of an authority in your space. If you don't have a long history in whatever it is that you're teaching in terms of being really visible about it, you might have a long, like longstanding interest in it, but now you're launching a service-based business or you're opening up a store or whatever it is, you need to get attention on what you're doing so that others can meet you and start to trust you that an 
a really simple way of doing this is also being visible on your Instagram stories, being more out there, like sharing your knowledge and being brave and actually just taking ownership and claiming what you already do all the time. But I often see people making the mistake of being really quiet about their offer, really quiet about their services, not inviting people to book a call or head to their website or look for, look at their sales page for more information or join the, their email list, any of the above, because they are feeling like they need to play small, or they feel like they've already hit people over the head with their message too many times. And they're probably like losing followers or whatever. If, if you're losing followers and email subscribers, after you share the message of what it is that you're doing good, you didn't want them on your list anyways, because they're not going to be the people who are buying from you or investing in you. And of course there's going to be people out there who don't sell anything and they, they have email lists and podcasts just for the fun of it. And that's amazing, but it's, that means that it's a hobby for you, right? And if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you want to increase your sales by stop by not making these mistakes. So be visible. Everything should lead to your email list or your lead magnet. This is stuff I teach in TLF or your wait list. If you're launching an online course, you should be getting people off of social media and inviting them to take action with you. But you have to include that call to action in every single social media post on your stories as a consistent reminder. Once you go there, going on podcasts and having an offer to people to continue to listen to you or engage with you in other ways by joining your email list or whatever, or having a lead magnet where you can give them some sort of benefit or quick win so that they can, again, start to build some a relationship with you where they start to trust you because you're already solving their problems for them. So this is a really quick overview. I hope that this has been really helpful in terms of quitting making some mistakes that I see in sales calls. Again, if you're interested in joining the TLF total launch formula accelerator program, it is a highly curated group of people who are already entrepreneurs who want to launch or scale their first online offer to a minimum of 30 K in revenue per year. This is a number that I I'm sure many will surpass as I know that I was able to surpass that basically just to get more financial freedom and balance back in your life. If this sounds like you, if you're curious, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram, or you can find me my email list on my Instagram profile as well, or hannahrosepin.com. There's all the information there too. That's it for now, friends. I'm so excited to be in this next phase of my life where I'm doing more of this and helping others find the financial freedom that I have been able to find in the last year. And also aligning my values with being able to be teaching spin and being at wheelhouse as the director of marketing. Final, final call to action is if you want to join Instructor Magic, now is the time. Again, we are sunsetting that course at the end of April. April 30th will be the last day to sign up and get access, lifetime access to all the video modules and all of my trainings that I have been doing over the last year. Thanks, friends. I hope you have a wonderful day. And of course, yes, you can.